It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. You thought that it would never necessarily happen in your relationship. Maybe you're involved in a relationship that started out very passionately. Maybe you started out really, truly in love with each other. And now with the advent of kids and work and all of these things, maybe you just find yourself emotionally disconnected to your partner. Does that mean you're headed for divorce court? Does it mean you don't love the person anymore? Maybe not. Maybe there's some new ways you can get emotionally intimate and connected back with your partner. My guest is is Michael Russer. He's an author and motivational speaker. So, Michael, let's talk about how to be emotionally intimate with your partner when sex is not what we're looking for right now. We're talking about just getting to know each other again, right? Oh, yeah. And and in today's society, um, everything conspires for us for that not to happen. Um, our, the drug of choice is called distraction, and it causes us to do anything but feel. And that's one of the reasons why couples, uh, after a while, shut down from each other. They... Um, uh, they experience little cuts, uh, and as those cuts uh, add up, they they shut down. They don't want to feel anymore, and and that's the exact opposite of what you want to have happen when you want to develop really deep, strong, connecting emotional intimacy. So, how do you get that back? How do you, you know, if if I've been with my husband twenty years, Michael, and you know, sex just doesn't really seem to be that important anymore, but we still have little kids. So I keep hoping maybe it's going to come back into the fray. But in the meantime, what do you do to keep yourself emotionally connected with that person? Well, um, it's interesting you say sex is not important anymore. Uh, it can be, by the way, uh, but it starts with the emotional intimacy. So let's start there because that's the bedrock and foundation of all other types of, of intimacy. So, uh, yeah, and, and kids can be a great... <laughs> it's easy for the kids to become the focus, and then the uh, couple forget that, hey, you know, uh, the kids are are part of the reason for being together, but they weren't the first reason. And so... They're a great it, form of birth control, I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true. Um, well, it starts with vulnerability, and... Vulnerability for, from from both parties, both men and women, and it's I think it's a little bit easier for women to express vulnerability, uh, and a little more difficult for men because in our culture, vulnerability can be perceived as weakness, and when it's just completely the opposite, it is actually a sign of great strength. And vulnerability simply means take the walls away from your heart and allow everything to come in and everything to flow out. And this is something I had to learn after a whole lifetime of being shut down. And that's part of the reason for my book is is that I made a choice. I chose to no longer live shut down. And that meant kind of jumping into the abyss of the unknown. And that's another thing about vulnerability. It represents the unknown. And so many people are afraid of that. But I have to tell you that the, uh, the misery of certainty, the certainty of their misery is far worse than the potentially uh, potential misery of uncertainty. 
And well, I mean, I certainly, Michael, I don't love to feel vulnerable. I don't. I know that sometimes we have to to let somebody else in. Otherwise, our walls are mm-hmm. closed. But mm-hmm. when we feel vulnerable, then we feel like we are subject to getting hurt. Yeah. Well, okay. The way to look at this, and I've had to go through all of this in many stages, and you know about my background, which we're not going to get totally into, but... Um, there's very, you know, it's uh, for what I've gone through, there's very few ways of being more vulnerable than that. And it really is a matter of deciding what it means, um, uh, you, you know, what's, first of all, what's more important, okay, to not, to quote unquote, not be hurt. Because, you know, being vulnerable means, yes, you're going to risk being hurt. But what's being hurt? Is it your heart or is it your ego? And what I've discovered is is that the heart, which I thought I was protecting all these years, really needs no protection at all. It's our ego that needs that protection. So what happens here is, is you get to a spot where you start observing it and say, okay, I'm feeling this right now. It doesn't feel good, but at least I'm feeling it. And that's an important first step, getting used to being really present in the moment and and acknowledging and owning the feelings that you have that doesn't mean we have to label them good or bad but some feelings will feel good and some will not feel so good but first part is owning that and this is something that i think is an important skill set for every human being on this planet especially in so today's owning your feelings knowing that maybe the feelings aren't aren't going to feel good there they might be bad feelings they might be good feelings but owning those feelings feeling them looking inside yourself opening yourself up to vulnerability for your partner so that you can you know kind of come together what about if you're if you're trying to get along with your partner you feel this disconnect and each of you get so defensive over every little thing that somebody says how do you get past that being defensive all the time well if, if there's, if there's a, a, a great deal of defensiveness, uh, and I'm not a therapist, but there will come a point where the, the, the emotional connection uh, or disconnect, I should say, between the parties is so great that it will probably require the, uh, uh, the services of either a mediator or a uh, therapist to, to gently get them back into that space of vulnerability. Because if 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 there is so much defensiveness, what what's happening then is is the ego is rearing its head and saying, "I'm not letting you get near me, and and I dare you to try to hurt me again." Well, all that does is keep adding more and more layers of quote unquote protection, and that serves no one. So if it gets to a certain point, then yeah, it's going to require the help of a therapist. Uh, but if 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 you know if if it's not that far and it hasn't gotten that 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 bad, then yeah, it's going to be there's a chance that you can work it through by taking little steps, and and showing little little things um, that can can kind of open the doors, like just saying without you know just without any agenda, telling your partner you know I so appreciate and love you. Just little things like that. That's huge. Uh, 
I think that that is huge, Michael, because in so many relationships, we spend so much time cutting each other down and building Mm -hmm. each other up is really a great way to build, to make the other person feel good about themselves. And then they look at you and they want to do the same. So it kind of reacts on itself. It's a self-motivator. It it really is. And so you start with little things. And does it take some risk? Sure. When you say, I love you, there's that chance, well, they won't respond, they won't this. But here's what I've learned. I've learned that if I strive to keep my heart open, regardless of how the person responds, it still serves me. And so if they look at it from that standpoint... Um, you know, what can I do? What little acts of kindness can I do that have no agenda? And that's the crucial thing. No agenda or result, anticipated result, just other than opening your own heart. And when they get into that kind of situation, what happens is you end creating a space for your partner to where they're going to start feeling safer and safer. Well, and that's the whole secret to this. The book is called Hardly Broken. Michael Russer is the author. And these are how to emotionally get intimate with your partner when you might have, you know, whether sex is involved or not. These are things that you can do. Build the other person up. It will make you feel better. Open yourself up for vulnerability. Feel your own emotions. Take charge of those emotions. And those are ways, just some ways, that you can emotionally connect without sex being involved because sometimes that comes and goes. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. And thanks for listening. Stay well.